In three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About? The podcast where we help you understand what everybody's talking about in the news today. I'm Jack. I'm Jennifer. And before we get started, make sure you share this content with everybody. And make sure you like, subscribe, and follow us on all the social media. But remember, only follow us because we are bad if you don't. We're the only ones, the sole proprietor of your information. But in all seriousness, make sure you get perspectives from many different sources because we don't want you to be left in the dark like so many people these days. I was trying to turn that into a fun segue about DC statehood, and then like it just wasn't working. So, well, it does work because uh, uh, many people are, are currently upset, and they have been upset for for some time uh, that DC is not a state. Yeah. According Great. to our fun infographic. I love our infographic. Do, do you think we could fit two? I'm just curious why Puerto Rico is red. I just want to know why he's sweating. Like, is he nervous about becoming a state, or is it just because Puerto Rico's hot? Like, it's because it's hot. Well, then why doesn't DC have like a thong? Like, or mittens? Why oh, can't he have mittens? It's cold. Or made I, out of stone, as as so many things, including our government officials, are are made out of stone. Yeah. So, I yeah, I just want to know what. But anyway, we bring up this topic. Not because we have an article, and, and I swear we looked for an article about DC statehood, but I guess That's all I could find. But I guess no one actually cares about DC statehood if there's no article about it. Uh, oh despite my. the fact that I received an email uh, from the DC statehood pledge dot hmm. uh, org, so it's an it's a citable resource. It's legit, according to your high school English teacher. Yes, and history. I was going to say sixth grade teacher. Oh, sixth grade, maybe. Yeah. Our sixth grade was I advanced. Think, I think high school, too. Mm. Like, you were still not to, taught not to trust dot com site. Right. It had to be a dot gov, a dot net. EDU. EDU. Any of those more legit things. Yeah. But anyway, they emailed me about taking the, uh, quote, DC statehood pledge. As I am running for office as a Democrat, um, and apparently 475 federal, state, and local candidates and elected officials in all 50 states have added their names in support. Official support, not... Posturing. Not, yes, not empty posturing, but official support. They're going to take care of it. And I just thought the exchange was very interesting. Like, not awful. I thought it was actually very well thought out, and I thought it was interesting to share, especially because I spent, like, a couple hours writing my emails. I texted you at, like, 12.30 at night. I should have yeah. gone to bed at, like, 11. Yeah. So. <laughs> anyway. All uh, right. According to the dcstatehoodpledge.org, okay. uh, they started off saying, oh, wait, you wanted to read his. You wanted okay. me to read his. So Jennifer will read uh, his part, excluding his name. Yeah. Um, yes. We're not going to, you know. And again, nothing against this guy. He was very nice. He was very knowledgeable. He, spent, he, he provided a... You said a, the conversation was really good. Right. He provided a, a different perspective of things that I had not considered. And my thought is always, I'm not opposed to really anything so long as you can provide a legitimate, uh, rational reason for imposing it. 
and you have kind of uh, I've done away with all of my concerns or my arguments against it, once I've exhausted everything to argue against it, I'm and you're like, like, yeah, okay, sure, sure, great, so, fine, go for it. Also, like, just kudos to the dude reaching out. We reach out to tons of folks and never hear anything back, so I'm sure that's happening. Uh, but honestly, I we well we get all. Oh, oh, you mean replying to yeah. to something that that I've sent? Um, true, true. A lot of people usually just leave it at that. Now I am currently waiting for another response. But I hope I get it because um, it is an interesting conversation. But regardless, so we are gonna leave you guys apparently on a bit of a cliffhanger, but we'll get into it. Um, good evening, Jack. Oh. Despite paying the highest federal taxes per capita. The people of the District of Columbia do not have any voting representation in Congress, true. a.k.a. taxation without representation, which is a right. very good point. It's true. They don't it's, have representatives. It's what our country was founded on. Mm -hmm. So, um, as a candidate for the U.S. House of Representatives, I'm wondering if you support statehood for the residents of Washington, D.C., and would add your name to the D.C. statehood pledge. So far, over 475 federal, state, and local candidates and elected officials in all 50 states have added their names in support, including names like Elizabeth Warren, Raphael Ooh. Warnock, oh, wow. John Ossoff, Carolyn Maloney, and Denny Hoyer. Uh, no, two of those individuals are one time, like, are, are in Senate, in the Senate. Like, they just got elected there. It's their first year. No, I don't know what they did before that, but putting them up as if they're big names is not really. I, I knew two, so... Um, to add your name, simply reply to this email or fill out the form online at dcstatehoodpledge.org. So any of you who want to take that pledge, well, I don't know if they can if they're not running for office. I don't know. I don't know, but, I mean, I don't know, go out. ahead. Go go ruin their pledge and, and just put your name on it, I guess. Don't do, don't that. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> We're all friends, too. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I responded. Again, you made a good point. You know, D.C. residents there do not have representation mm -hmm. from a, 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 a federal representative. Which is a problem, yes. They, they I have a representative, agree, but, like right. you said. But earlier. they don't have voting power. They don't power. have voting power. So right. do you really have representation if you don't have actual voting power to make a difference? They can tell. I, I guess they just kind of bring up concerns to the other people in office. But is that and, real representation? Well, no, not if you're not able to vote on it. So. Um, no, they don't have representatives and they don't have senators. Um, but. So I said greetings because I start, every, start email every email with greetings. With greetings. While I agree with your commentary, how do you propose employing such a position that is in direct violation of the U.S. Constitution according to, with Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17, which discusses the, you know, setting up D.C.? That made me sound smart. The only plausible alternative is returning the land, specifically the residential area, because I figured, well, can't return all of it. And if the concern is really when it, with residents, then... We'll just return the residential area. Mm -hmm. uh, the only plausible alternative is returning the land, specifically the residential area of Washington, D.C., back to the respective states from which it came, Maryland and Virginia. In doing so, the residents of D.C. would effectively have representation under existing jurisdiction, i.e. the representatives of those states, mm -hmm. without upsetting the balance of the Electoral College, and I will admit, and I, I do in the next one, I, I get this one wrong, right? It would not upset the balance of the Electoral College, as you will soon find out on this episode of Radio Mystery Murder. 
Um, where am I? Oh. Balance is key to fortifying trust in our nation, its system of governance, and our feeling of representation. If by chance Washington, D.C., against all odds and constitutional standing, becomes a unique state to offer representation to those feeling disenfranchised in our outcome-driven, uh, in an outcome-driven by an absolute good intention and non-political pursuit, then I hope you also agree with the Republican-led effort for the creation of the state of Jefferson in Northern California, which I think there's also another state that's trying to become a state or something, another location that's trying to be a state. Anything otherwise is purely political and detrimental to the cohesion of, the, of, of our nation. I surmise that many of your pledgers, and, and this is where I got a little testy because I, I just kind of assumed that this is where it would go, uh, but it didn't, and I'm glad. I surmise that many of your pledgers, including experienced politicians, fully understand this and have no intention of giving your political beliefs serious consideration and uh, post-re-election even after you've given them your full support and activism for what amounts to the polit pol uh, polit a politician as an empty campaign talking point, which honestly is what most politicians do. They say, well, I'll support you, of course. Yes, I love that idea. Very good. Yes, we should give all pets the right to vote. I completely agree. And then once they get into office... That's ludicrous. Because, I mean, if you've been office for all these years, I, I, I just think experienced politicians who understand the way things run are not, are not going to take something like this seriously. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so he responds, um, good evening, thank you for your thoughts. The Washington, D.C. Admission Act preserves Article 1, Section 8, Clause 17, also making him sound Yes, of course. Um, by maintaining a separate seat of government comprised of the U.S. Capitol building, White House, Supreme Court, and other federal lands and buildings. So it's kind of like I talked about, right? You're just keeping the federal area separate mm -hmm. from the residential and area. Pulling, yeah. So we're kind of agreeing with You're each agreeing other. and disagreeing. That's great. Um, the residential areas where a population larger than two other states live would become the new state. Right. So he's saying that, you know, D.C. has a larger population than two states, so why shouldn't they become a state? Yeah. So Based on population size. I'm, I'm not really sure how it's situated, but, mm -hmm. like, would, what would that look like? What shape would that be? Uh, if circle? we're going, like, all the way around? That's what I thought. Like, because if I remember back to, like, I don't know, seventh grade history class, whoever designed D.C., I'm pretty sure they designed it in, like, a French style, and it's, like, a circle, and it has mm -hmm. spokes coming out of it. Thing and just be a big ass circle of a state. That just seems yeah, like a big old anyway. roundabout big, big ass state. Uh, retrocession <laughs> would mean that the residents of Washington, D.C. would have to give up centuries of their own culture, economy, and identity to a state that, that does not want them back since this would disrupt Maryland's own balance of power. Further, the balance of the power of the Electoral College would be put into question as a result of retrocession since Washington, D.C. would no longer have three votes of their own. In my mind, the difference between D.C. statehood and the proposed state of Jefferson is that the people of Washington, D.C. don't already have voting representation in Congress, meaning our fight is not for political gain. It is simply to have a voice at all. Yes, some might see this issue as a power grab by elected officials, but I and the residents here don't see it that way. 
It also comes down to what the people want. 86% of district residents voted to become a state in 2016, and that right to self-determination should be respected. The Washington, D.C. Admission Act passed the U.S. House, has 46 co-sponsors in the U.S. Senate, and is supported by the president and vice president. Hope you will consider statehood if elected, and I'd be happy to discuss further if you have any additional Which he brought up some very good points. But again, like I say, I'd like to ex exhaust all possible questions. So I respond. Great insight and perspective, exclamation point. I'm always open to new ideas so long as they are first challenged and legitimacy is established. I tend to disagree, and I always like to play devil's advocate. Much to my Yes. I tend to disagree that Washington, D.C.'s culture and economy is far removed from that of the adjacent states. After all, much of D.C. is fueled by commuters, with an estimated 55% of employees residing in Maryland and Virginia combined. And I also, I didn't write this, but I, I, I surmise that plenty of people living in D.C. commute out of state to Virginia and Maryland to work. Mm -hmm. That's not to mention that the countless federal employees, interns, and students who frequently come and go from our 50 states for an opportunity in the heart of our country. To say that D.C. deserves statehood rather than retrocession due to a unique culture and economy coupled with a population size greater than Wyoming and Vermont ignores that this argument could very easily be applied to New York City, for instance, for instance uh, which has a population of greater than 40 states and has an exclusively unique culture and economy compared to that of mainland New York State as large cities have populations with unique challenges, needs, culture, and economy incomparable with that of the remainder of the state, should we then also provide them with their own unique federal representation as we would D.C.? I do concede that the Electoral College would not be thrown out of balance. After all, with a population of 690,000, D.C. would likely receive only one U.S. representative for a total of three electoral votes when two senators are added the equation, that you get one electoral vote mm -hmm. per elected official. Yet from this, we find an imbalance still in, from the, you know, the addition of two senators, right? Yet from this, we find an imbalance still in thus fueling distrust in the system and the quick pickup of two additional Democratic senators, which in this day and age can make all of the difference. When it comes to Jefferson, the driving force behind the movement is the emotional feeling of not having a voice at all due to the vast population difference between the numerous liberal cities of Central and Southern California compared to the Republican northern portion of the state, which has precipitated into a domination of control, an issue I believe is problematic in whatsoever state is controlled by the voting bloc of a vast city. Whether or not having federal representation, such as D.C., or having little control over the politics of one state, such as Jefferson, the right to self-determination should be equally applied. In writing this, the push for D.C. statehood seems to solve little compared to the greater problem of representation throughout our nation when it comes to the disparate power dynamics between urban and rural voters. While having spent no time pondering such an intervention, by working together, you and I could potentially aim higher to serve a greater number of people. And, and that is... Where it ends, yes. What we do before that? More. I do. I really do. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think I really just writing eloquently. That's amazing. Yes. Just so everyone I, Jack, do solemnly declare that DC shall not be a stat. So you're declaring the opposite. Uh, I'm not declaring anything. I was, I was doing an, a bit. Ah. A, a, an old and weary Jack politician. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think I make a few good points, right? I think you both made very good points. To say that DC is 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 unique in its economy and culture and has a greater population and, and thus it deserves right because like I said I mean you have people from all fifty states coming to DC I mean I guess that makes it unique in, in some regard it's unique that people are coming from all over but then you have cultures from all over coming to one state I uh, I think the thing that makes it unique is that it is the nation's capital. Right. I think if you take that away, the uniqueness goes away anyway. Mm -hmm. So. Right. I'm all for retrocession. I think that's fine. Mm -hmm. Right. Because you'd have representation in that regard. And I liked your point, too. It, it really is like if you're for one, mm -hmm. then you're for any state that wants to break well, off and become its own. Right, or anybody who does not feel as though they are being represented. Mm -hmm. And I do think that's a, good, a, a big problem in the U.S. I mean, you see when elections come and go and you look at how people voted by state, it'll be like a couple blue areas, and it'll be like the big cities, and like the rest of the state will be red, and it's like, but still the outcome is just like completely blue. But also because urban centers are typically blue. Your point to a lot of those types of things is just move. True. Uh, yeah. If you don't like it, just move. Yeah, and I do agree with that, right? So I, I can't say no, DC can't be a, a, a state, and then also say, well, they should be able to break off, right? So if I say DC can't be a state, then I say Jefferson can't be a state as well, and I agree with that. They could just move to a red state. Right. Right. Where uh, they feel uh, more represented. Which they should, right? Very good. Very good. Thought. Thank you. I think. Great arguments on both sides. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, and I look forward to future conversations. Yes. About No, but in all seriousness, I do think cities have a disproportionate amount of power. They do, but then you also have to look at, like, Florida. Like, Tampa and Orlando both go blue, and then we're still a red state. Right. And Miami. Like, they mm -hmm. all three usually go blue, and yet we overcome. True. I mean, yeah, no, no, you're 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 right there. Um, Maybe it's the population different. I don't know. Like a state like California, I have a prayer of that. But mm -hmm. again, that's why we were considered such a swing state in the past, mm -hmm. even though again we've gone red like for a while. So. True. I mean, I I think about like um I, I don't know Pennsylvania from where I'm from, and, and I look at Philadelphia as the prominent Philadelphia and Pittsburgh are kind of like the prominent cities on either end of the state, and then everything in the middle is kind of rural. So are we really giving that much voting power to two, two cities and then kind of, which, which are vastly different from what rural voters need or want, who mm -hmm. are farmers or those you know, poor, decrepit steel towns? Right, so, so, you know, are we giving too much power to people who have a vastly different lifestyle in, in cities? And maybe there should be something done to the way we vote or the way power is divided when it comes to large population differences in cities. 
also, like, this just also goes back to our PSA on take interest in your local election. Mm -hmm. Those are the people who are going to make a difference where you're actually living. True. And taking it back to those state politicians who then take it back to the federal politicians. And so that's where you need to start. That's where you're focused. Don't focus on your federal. Focus on your state, your state and local politicians because they're going to make the most difference for your area. Right. And yeah, that's a really good point. And, and that's when I kind of just forgot about too. Because sure, you might, you know, something might happen at the state level, but that m probably is not going to impact you very much. Right. Usually the problems, the, the policies that impact you the most are the ones at home. And I think if that's something we can all remember, then I think my argument is out the window when it comes to the disparate power dynamic between cities and, 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 and the rest of the states. I, yeah, I'll concede that. Cool. I just won, guys. I just won that whole argument. So. No, that's good. I think that's good. I think that's something people forget. And that's something we it talk really, about on all of our, our podcasts. Yeah, we try to really push that. Right. Because and somehow I forgot about that. Love it. Um, and we also tell that to, like, your constituents when you're out mm -hmm. meeting. They're like, well, what are you going to do about this? And you're like, yo, that's not really where I'm headed. Right. But get with your, you know, local politicians. And if there is anything I can do to help, of course I will. Mm -hmm. But we're really a lot about educating people, too, when we're out on the campus. Yeah. But let us know in the comment section down below, what do you think? Who do you think won that exchange? Um, and let us know if you like our little, that way, our little graphic. Oh, yes. I think it's cute. And why do you think Puerto Rico is sweating? I don't know why Puerto Rico is sweating, because we have the air conditioner on. In it's very cool. It's I'm very in cool. love. But anyway, we will see you in the next one. Bye.